You love your boyfriend and he loves you, but you find yourself increasingly frustrated with him because he's not acting the way you want him to. He makes you happy in so many ways, so why can't he just do the few things you're asking him to do? If he really loved you, wouldn't he want to? The answer, in a word, is no. In this Love You podcast, I'm going to explain to you why the secret of relationships is not in getting your boyfriend to change, but in finding a boyfriend that you could fully accept. Stick around. I'm Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Keep listening to learn why he doesn't do what you want. Um, when we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. I've been giving dating and relationship advice for nearly 20 years, and I'm proud of all the women that I've helped, and I'm proud of my marriage, which is nearly 14 years old. But it's one thing to give advice, and it's quite another to live it and follow it. So I always like to talk about my relationships, not because I'm a narcissist, but because I think it's a window into reality. Um, here's what a happy marriage looks like. Here's the stuff that happens in a happy marriage. And in my happy marriage, we have a problem. Um, I'm really uh, critical, um, and I find flaws in my wife, and I point them out and I need to get better. So when I'm giving you advice, I'm basically giving me advice. So my wife is a night person, right? self-defined night person. Her mother's a night person, stays up until two in the morning doing stuff. Um, my wife is the same way. I've never quite understood it. Um, the consequences of being a night person or a self-proclaimed night person is that she's always tired. She's often late. She often has to take naps during the day because she was up until um, some peculiar hour, like six in the morning the night before. And then she's always scrambling to get things done during the day because she's so tired and took a nap and has less time during the day. So again, in my head, it's more like, well, if you're going to stay up until three in the morning, why don't you shave three hours off of that and wake up earlier? Like, why don't you just coordinate your schedule to be aligned with everybody else. Um, and it's not as easy as that, I'm, I'm learning. Um, and this is, we've had this conversation for 14 years. I'm not breaching any, any trust. Uh, I could just as easily tell you about the things that I'm doing wrong. So I find it really hard to watch her, the self-proclaimed night person who has to be up at 6.30 to get the kids to school and not really be able to help her out. Right, to, to just watch her, what it seems like, dig her own grave and suffer the consequences where she's got tears coming out of her eyes because she's so tired and she's so harried and she's a stay-at-home mom and I pay the bills and I try to help her out, but this is her, this is her thing. This is her life, her choices. I can't help her suffering. So fast forward to a week ago. I went to a conference in uh, Half Moon Bay outside San Francisco, the Atlantic Magazine. Uh, it was called In Pursuit of Happiness. And it was psychologists, authors, writers, um, scientists, people who are experts in the field of happiness. And so I find it personally really interesting um, about how I could be happier and how I could bring that into my clients' lives. And so I'm watching Gretchen Rubin. She wrote The Happiness Project. 
Um, she's got her own podcast. She's super big. And very beginning of her talk, right? First thing she says is this, and I'm going to quote, we have to accept the fact that people are different and you can't change them. And she says this, a night person is a night person. It's genetic. So instead of spending time on right and wrong, we should know ourselves and accept others. And suddenly the light went off after 14 years of marriage and doing all this coaching. I run around giving dating and relationship advice, and I've spent 14 years trying to change my night person wife into a morning person instead of fully accepting this part of her. Now take that, right, me and that admission. Consider all the things that you don't like about your boyfriend or the guy before that. Again, we're not even talking about character issues, lying, cheating. We're not talking about that. We're talking about this kind of stuff. He's perpetually 15 minutes late. He forgets his keys in his wallet all the time. He's piles of things around the house. He doesn't really do any self-help or therapy. He doesn't make much money. All of those things describe my wife. And I'm saying this as a guy who hit the wife jackpot, who knows it, who brags about it. And I'm evangelical about the virtues of a happy marriage. The problem isn't with my wife. The problem is with me. And I say that to you. For some reason, you have a set of expectations that if he's the right person, he'd think exactly like you or do whatever you asked him to do. He would just sort of iron out all of your, his flaws, which again, I'm not saying they're not flaws. Right? Your observations about him are perfectly valid. If we were to create a person from scratch, maybe he wouldn't have the characteristics of this guy. Right? Maybe I could smooth that out in my wife, but none of us really want to be told to change. Right? So if your ideal guy, or not with this fantasy of a man, is the one who's supposed to do whatever you want him to do, what kind of man does that? What kind of man has no opinions? What kind of man is so eager to please you that he's going to throw out whatever he's been doing on his own for the rest of his life, just to think your way? Not the man that you want. That's the hard part. <laughs> if, if a guy just rolls over and says, okay, honey, I'm not going to be a night person anymore. Okay, honey, I'm going to suddenly be a neat person. Like, that's not, that's not realistic. I think of my parents' marriage, um, which was a good, good but not great marriage. Uh, my mom wanted my dad home from work earlier. Um, he always refused and they always fought about it. He would work from 8.30 in the morning to 8.30 at night. And his version of events was that he was providing for the family. And my mom's version of events was that he cared more about work than he cared about the family. And both of them are right. And both of them are wrong in some way. She's not wrong in thinking he could have come home a little bit earlier from work. Where she is wrong is that she spent 30 years making him wrong having married a guy who's a workaholic and expecting him to not be a workaholic, futilely trying to change him when this is who he is and this is who he always was. I did a podcast recently with a therapist named Caitlin Cantor, shout out to Caitlin. And she said, and I wrote this down because I found it interesting um, and relevant. You don't have the right to be angry that he thinks differently than you, and he doesn't have to bend over to do what you want. The right man also wants to make you happy, but he also has to have a spine. So what I tell all the women who come to me for coaching and love you is that you have a rule book in your head and he hasn't read your rule book. And yet he gets in trouble all the time for getting your rule book wrong. 
even though he doesn't know your rules, and even though he may have his own set of rules, which are perfectly reasonable, that are working perfectly fine for him. So would you want your man, right, your hypothetical man perhaps, to criticize you for how you ate the food you put into your mouth? Would you want your man to criticize you for how long it took to prepare for a trip? Would you want your man to criticize your relationship with your friends and your family? Would you want your man to criticize how you dressed? Of course not. But you feel perfectly comfortable telling him what to eat, how to pack, who he should hang out with, and what to wear. And I'm not calling you out individually. Obviously, I don't know you. This is a human tendency. This is what we do. So I'm going to close on a story from a Love You grad who posted recently in our private Facebook group that her loving boyfriend of a few years did something that upset her the other day. She asked him to put sunscreen on her, and he did. He slathered it on her back and rubbed it in about 20 seconds, which is certainly what I would have done. That's how we do it around the cat's household. But my client was upset because he didn't put the sunscreen on lovingly and use this sunscreen application as an opportunity to bond via touch. And she asked me in this group what I thought, and I told her that it never occurred to me in my entire life that I should be gentle and precise about putting sunscreen on myself or on anybody else, that it was something that I viewed entirely functional, like picking up a heavy grocery bag or something like that. Now, my client, who's great, really, she's amazing. She gives wonderful advice to the people who graduate Love You. She was smart enough to know that this was her issue and that her loving boyfriend, and he is loving in every way, which is why they're together, his failure to massage her sensually while he applied the sunscreen was not indicative of how much he cared about her. And that if she asked him to put on sunscreen again, he'd probably do it the same way he did the first time, even though she already said what she liked. That's because he's a different person than her and he values things differently. It doesn't have to be a problem unless she makes it into a problem. So your takeaway from this podcast is ultimately about tolerance. Right. Love is about tolerance. It's not about similarity. It's not about the high highs and the butterflies and the chemistry. It's about tolerance for these differences. The fact is you're never going to agree with any, any one person on everything across the board. What you want to do is find people where no matter what your differences are, you can agree to disagree and still love each other anyway. Right? In spite of the fact that you're never going to see eye to eye, just as my wife don't see eye to eye on so many things, but still have a really wonderful marriage. So it may be annoying to put up with his way of doing things, but just imagine how many things that you do that annoy him that he puts up with, and that's what allows you to be a successful couple. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you have everything except a man and you want to have a happy, healthy relationship, I can help you. In Love You, you will gain confidence, learn to trust your judgment, and find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click to watch my free video. When you're done, you could apply to Love You to join hundreds of other smart, strong, successful women in a coaching community where women like you actually get the love you deserve. I'll see you there.